This is a Rooster Teeth production. In the year 2022, an artist called Supercomposite discovered a haunting entity while messing around with AI art generators. This entity repeatedly emerges with a recognizable look, and the mind of artificial intelligence appears to associate this entity with the unsettling and macabre. Today we explore the origins of what may be the first AI cryptid of the latent space. Lobe. This is Red Web. Welcome back, Task Force. Ooh, God, I'm I, so excited for this one. I'm just busting at the seams. I can't even say Red Web. This is the, the Red Web's the show. I'm Trevor Collins, and joining me, reacting for the very first time to this very interesting topic, Alfredo Diaz. How many times in various episodes uh-huh. of this show have we talked about what is the evolution yes. of like haunts yes. and paranormal and how will technology come into play with that? Yes. And you throw this at me, oh, baby. I'm excited. I'm so glad you said that because, because that's exactly what this is. And also like we're tech junkies. You oh, know what I mean? And, and, and so like, I I've got questions like, mm-hmm. it, like, is is it coding? Is it like what is it based on? Is it based is 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 it have different effects of whether it's not on a, on a, on a 7200 drive or or an M dot drive? Or, right, right. I just I don't know, man. Like I got uh, this is exciting because oh, it's yeah. like I love tech, and then this we we kept talking about like what does that world look like, and it seems like this is the first yes. step into that. I that's why I'm so deeply excited about this. Task Force came out on Twitter. They were like showing up. Linking us uh, this user, Super Composite, is, is the artist that this comes from. She had a whole thread going on explaining, and we'll dive into all of it. But yeah, Task Force, thank you guys so much for reaching out, sharing this with us. I read all through it the immediate moment I saw it. And uh, yeah, this is like, again, you've, you've talked about like, what is the future of cryptids and mysteries and everything, especially in a technology-driven world where everyone has cameras, there's supervision everywhere, and now we have AI Yes, it's like early days, like toddler AI, but it's there. And what does that mean I, for the future of mystery? I didn't even think about how it would play into like artificial intelligence. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about it. Oh, yeah. So let's dive into it. Yeah. So this is the very first supposed cryptid in the AI latent space. So let's talk about that. And we'll talk about what all that means. AI, AI generated art. If you don't know any of that, don't you worry. We're going to break it all down. And before we really dive in, I do want to say viewer discretion is advised if you want to look closer into these lobe images. Some of them can be a little disturbing or gory. It's part of the nature of the entity known as lobe. This all begins very recently as of the recording of this episode, September 6th, 2022. A Swedish musician and artist by the name of Super Composite on Twitter posted a tweet describing her discovery of a recurring woman in an AI art generator. So again, we're going to refer to this person as Super Composite. That is their handle. If you want to go look them up, I encourage you to do so. But AI generators essentially take your prompt and make art out of it. This is a huge trend that's been emerging very, very quickly. It's it's really jumped onto the scene faster than we can anticipate. In fact, just the other day, I saw the first video made from text. So this technology is evolving very quickly. Uh, but you're familiar with this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in most AI art generators, you give the AI artificial intelligence, you give it text. 
some sort of prompt, and it essentially tries to guess at what you are wanting based on knowledge that it has. You think Google has been a very good search tool? Well, it is also a very good widespread source of data gathering. Yes, it when is. When you go to do those CAPTCHAs and it's like, we got to prove that you're a human. When you say, click on all the fire hydrants, click on all the street lights, that is it AI learning. That is the artificial intelligence learning what these things are. That's called machine learning. And it has everybody in the world to get that input on. Can I just derail this conversation Please for a do. second? Those like uh, security checks yeah. where it's those digital security checks where it's like, click on all the fire hydrants or click on the buses. It stresses me the hell out. And it's slow. It's slow, but also it's like, click on the cars in this photo. I'll see a car, but the bumper will bleed into a different tile. Do you click it or not? Do I click it or not? I click it. You click it? I usually click it, but sometimes I don't because I said, <laughs> screw you, AI. You're not learning from me today. So many times I mess it up because I always forget whether I click it or don't click it. I hate that we're doing all that AI education for free. <laughs> anyway, no, I get you. I totally get you. But yeah, you basically, then it uses all of that knowledge, all of that data and there are different softwares, there's different developers, mm -hmm. and we'll kind of dive into that. But the, the basic premise is if you typed in um, a penguin eating applesauce, it will try to interpret, what, okay, I know what a penguin looks like, I know what eating means, and I know what applesauce is. And so it will try to create an art to do that. Sometimes it is precise, and then sometimes it's, it's kind of uncanny valley. Yeah. Some, sometimes it's like a penguin with an apple for a head, you know, it's something right. And, and I feel like a lot of the times that I have seen this, it's it's just kind of like gooped together. Yeah, very um, goopy. Yeah, it feels very almost fantasy, like psychedelic, where yes. things merge together, and it's cool. Like yeah. that's stuff that it takes a unique mind, or in this case, a unique program, to come right. up with. And then for the more technically savvy folks, there are weights that you can add to your prompts, i.e., your the text input. And typically, the average, if you don't put any weight to it at all, the standard weight is the value of one, which means the generator will focus on the one subject you've given with its full weight. But you can adjust that. You can lighten it. You could even put it at like 0.5, which means, yes, lightly indicate that you want this prompt, but also fill in the gaps creatively. You can create a negative prompt, which means do the opposite. So if you keep getting something showing up in your art and you say, well, I don't want it to be sunny, you can put sun and then give it a negative one prompt and it might give you something a little bit darker, whatever that means for your art. So simple, it's the, so intricate all the same Exactly. Time. And so a lot of people worry, oh, is this going to replace art? I don't want AI art. Well, the new artist will then use these prompts to come up with ways to come up with cool art. I mean, it's yeah. just another tool now. Yep. So there you have it. That's kind of the, the very loose and dirty of what this means. And you can split the focus on numerous subjects. Uh, you can combine unique creative to develop pictures, whatever subjects you want to use. It's, it's really fun to play with. But... Oftentimes, the results can look a little silly, as you mentioned, a little blurry, a little fantastic, but sometimes they can look really real or almost real in that uncanny valley to the point where they can look a little scary, a little freak you out. Like, oh my God, how did AI really understand right. that and come up with that? Now, the program at hand when it comes to Loeb in particular is probably a program similar to the very popular DAL-E, D-A-L-L-E. However, the original artist, Super Composite, has yet to reveal which program she is using because, as she told CNET, she doesn't want, quote, some kind of viral trend of people making gory stuff with the tools that she used. Because she doesn't, if that's what's coming out is gory stuff with Loeb, 
You also, it's like trade secrets. It could be proprietary, whatever the coding she's using. That's, that's another level to this is that you don't want to, you want to be a little cagey with your own programming because that's how you make I mean, your if, art. Yeah. If this is how the artist is made, they could have outsourced the code from like an engineer and, mm -hmm. and or a developer and it's a uniquely generated code or in that case, uni uniquely constructed program right. in which they pay for the proprietary rights. For right. Them. Much yeah. like a traditional artist or traditional director or writer yeah. all have their own flavor. You might have your own program that is capable of unique things that mm -hmm. only you know how to work it. So there you have it. We're, we don't know exactly what the program is. However, Super Composite repeatedly saw the same person in this AI generated art. Despite whatever program she had, this woman or entity, if you prefer, would come to be known as Loeb. That's the subject that we're going to be talking about today. So I want to quote Super Composite when it comes to Loeb. Quote, I discovered this woman who I call Loeb in April. The AI reproduced her more easily than most celebrities. Her presence is persistent and she haunts every image she touches. And now that's something worth noting there. Hmm. When, when it's more recognizable than celebrities, that's huge. Because if you typed in Jimmy Fallon dancing you're going to find a bunch of publicly available Jimmy Fallon images yeah, that this easy. AI can pull from. This is an unknown entity, this this woman. And so the fact that this keeps coming forward immediately jumped to mind. So they're just typing in Loeb and it's... Well, we'll get into how... Actually, I'll talk about that right now. Because oh, okay. they aren't necessarily looking for Loeb. They're looking for anything. And then Loeb keeps coming to the surface. And we'll also talk about why she's called Loeb. So one day, Super Composite was using her, again, unidentified AI generator and actually used a negatively weighted prompt, i.e. she wanted the opposite of what she was putting in. In this case, she wanted the exact opposite of Marlon Brando. Very well-known actor, <laughs> yeah. you might know him from Godfather. And so, again, negative weight recognizes that the subject is entered, it identifies what that is, and then flips it so that every facet of what it makes is an attempt to make the opposite. So the prompt that she typed in was specifically this, Brando colon colon minus one. So not Marlon Brando, but Brando. When the prompt was entered the first time, the AI produced something like a logo, which is very common in AI okay. art. It was an image of a skyline with the letters D-I-G-I-T-A-P-N-T-I-C-S in two words. So it almost looks like Digita Panics or something. Yeah, it does. It's very common, I should say, for AI art to generate unintelligible text because that's the part where AI hasn't figured it out yet. Yeah. And it's wild. You could type in Elvish and it makes something that looks very Tolkien-esque and it looks very much like a language, but it has no meaning whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, because it's just pulling from like, I mean... I'm assuming a lot of the code for this stuff just kind of pulls data from like search histories and mm -hmm. engines and stuff like that, or dead, like a database full of that stuff. Right. It, I mean, this word means this image, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And it just has millions of those. Yeah. I mean, because essentially too, like your information, your searches, all that's being compiled into servers, cloud storage, et cetera, and then being sold. Yep, exactly. So, so it's almost like a group think exercise mm -hmm. now put down into AI. Now, there are images that I want to refer to you to that I can't do it just yet because you'll see the next image to come. But okay. Task Force, remember, at Red Web Pod, anywhere on social to get those images. Now, so she has this image 
that looks like a skyline. It says Digita, P-N-T-I-C-S, what have you. And now she wanted to see what would happen. So she took Digita, P-N-T-I-C-S, skyline logo, colon, colon, minus one. So now she wanted the opposite of the opposite, i.e. the original, to see what would come out. This is a fun little experiment that you can have with AI generated. So it's like, what's the opposite of red? Oh, it's blue. Okay, what's the opposite of blue? Is it red? Right. Easy, simple, just Easy and simple. mundane rabbit hole to go down. Right. So now she's like, this was supposed to be the opposite of Marlon Brando. So is the opposite of this. Am I going to get Marlon Brando? Right. Well, this was the first appearance of Loeb. Loeb appeared as a very sad looking middle-aged woman with very red cheeks. It looked like she had the condition known as rosacea, where your cheeks kind of have that redness oh, to yeah. them. And Super Composite describes her as devastating looking. Now, this is where I will show you what Loeb looks like. And for the task force who can't take a look at the photos yet, I'll let you describe what you see. Oh, God. Uh, hmm, okay. <laughs> take, it, take it all in. <laughs> so I think what makes this kind of terrifying is that it looks like an actual person in a photo mm -hmm. but their face i mean the eyes on the lower left it looks like there's and she looks like an elevator or something like that but like looks like there's just holes where her eyes should be that's a very common trend um, when you see Loeb. even if she has glasses on she either has very beady eyes or most commonly it's it's that weird if you know AI art. God, it's I that like haunted just looking at it's it. It's creepy because she's always looking right down the barrel of the lens. But you're right, the eyes are usually hollow or missing. It's hard to tell because it has that yeah. AI art weirdness to it. Eyes are hollow, very thin lips, mm -hmm. wide kind of mouth, um, very defined cheekbones mm -hmm. with uh, you know red cheeks like you said, mm -hmm. brunette. Normal hair, you know, just yeah, parted down just, the middle. Just part, yeah, parted down the middle. Um, but like a, a, a weird kind of like smoothness mm. to the facial skin. Now that could also be AI art. That's a, a common okay thing where things get smoothed out oddly. Oh yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, they Not get always, smoothed out. But yeah, but, I mean, let me tell you, that's that's the icing on the cake of of, of creepiness. Here. Yes, the lower right. Um, it honestly looks like okay. Top right looks like white, kind of like gownish against a blue gray wall. Almost looks like an emo uh, cover album. We're just right. talking about different emo bands. You ever like see a ghost do a headshot? Exactly. <laughs> and then holding flowers, uh, uh -huh. top left uh, against a tile background. Maybe it looks like in a bathroom, sitting in a chair. Uh, the lower left, again, like I said, maybe like on the corner of an elevator. Lower right looks like a house selfie. Yeah. Like just lounging. It does look like a selfie. She's kind of um, up in the corner a little bit. Yeah. More uh, texture on the face there. There's the glasses you're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. A little bit more texture to the skin. And then like a, like a, you know, I'm just lounging in my hoodie type. Thing. How's, how's her face upon, I mean, we heard some of it, but how vocalize it? What is it making you feel when you like look at these images? Um, well, the one I'm like, that's like, I'm lounging, uh, from a quick glance i'm like okay this is just like a photo maybe maybe you played around with uh the contrast or the different like uh color ratios and in, in, in photoshop or adobe or whatever um the one on the top right is it just 
feels hyper realistic mm. and but there's such subtle features yeah. that are very unsettling yeah i get the feeling like when i was reading through this too i i saw the the pictures before i knew anything about this and okay. instantly i was like this this is unsettling like it, yeah. it, no disparagement against whoever this th this is just a unique face that's not been pulled from anybody just for what it's yeah. worth this isn't based on anybody it is self-made ai generated art and it and, and i think it's the hollowness in the eyes and the the dull expression and always staring right at the camera yeah that really creates this feeling of unsettlement it's just and she's always in a dark and grimy scene like it's almost like if you've seen the movie saw it's always yeah. like a, a set from Saw. It's a set from Saw that's well lit. That's well lit. Yeah. Yeah. That's showing all the grind. I mean, <laughs> uh, man, I, I can't obviously don't answer this because I, I want to get to it when we actually get to it. I'm curious to see if like, oh man, does she... Oh, she's sitting in a tub in one of these. It looks, yeah, that's the bathroom wing. It's a tile. Yeah. Does she come up unprompted? That's the thing. Like, yeah, I'll let you look right. at what Jillian just sent. Oh my God. And then we'll continue on. So, basically, the traditional description of Loeb is that she is a sad looking middle aged woman with very red cheeks, as I kind of mentioned before. Now, Super Composite named her Loeb because of one of the images, the one that you were actually most kind of timid of the top right yeah because in that photo despite typically ai coming up with unintelligible language the word lobe was spelled out quite clearly in the top left corner so you can see yeah, in that see photo that. yeah and so this is almost like a self-named self-labeling piece of art that she's appearing with her own name i mean you're introducing artificial intelligence right mm -hmm. something it's a computerized learning system oh. that's uh, trying to adapt what taking if, information oh. and interpret it on its own will what if this is how ai decided to speak its intelligence into play like it didn't just come out and be like i'm intelligent i can fix all your problems instead it just stayed behind the scenes a little bit and and toyed with humans i mean this would be the baby steps oh god yeah okay and the, then the photos that jillian showed you are a little bit more eerie like one had bees kind of coming out of the face and like another one had her with like these very creepy, almost haunted looking doll children next yeah. to her. Yeah, in like a white cavern. Yeah, it's like where Pennywise lives. It, and, and so that's the common theme, not necessarily the woman herself, but also what she does when she is in the scene. She tends to imbue the scene with some sort of dark, gory, very horror centric imagery. And that's why it always feels like a scene from Saw. So she has the name Loeb because of this particular image. Now, Super Composite decided to start combining this image of Loeb with other AI-generated images using other images such as a glass tunnel, just normal objects, just to see what this Loeb entity would do when combined with basic items. The images created, many of which have been shared on Super Composite's Twitter, and I definitely encourage you to go check that out. Despite the content warning, I'll just say that many of these are horrifying and disturbing. Many of these photos feature headless humans or children with horrifying faces. And again, as I mentioned, there's a content warning before you go freely tromping right. through the, the thread, but there's also what appear to be mutilated bloody figures in these images. And the gruesome images being created by combining Loeb's prompt with these others is what gave her this reputation of haunting every image that she touches. And that's really where this idea of a cryptid has kind of come forward. So on the Twitter page, um, 
Do they happen to also post what the prompt was? Sometimes they do. Like, not the, okay. So I'll just say straight yeah. up because Julian's shaking her head. They don't say what the prompt is. Like we talked about with these, where it's like Brando colon colon negative one. Right. Like we don't see that, but we do get in the thread the story as the artist is explaining it. The story of how she came about her prompts, what she was after, not specifically what she put in, but what right. she was kind of, you know, what she was doing a little bit. That's as close as we get. And that will play into some of the theories because she is an artist. Right, yeah. Does that play into a story that she's telling? Mm -hmm. You know, who's to say? Now, so we have Loeb. We have the genesis of Loeb. We have now that Loeb is haunting various images and making them dark and sinister. But this also made people recognize her as the first AI cryptid in this latent space. The latent space is the theoretical mind, in air quotes, of the AI model. Supercomposite herself actually simplifies this idea of the mind by explaining it this way, quote, The latent space is kind of like you're exploring a map of different concepts in the AI. A prompt is like an arrow that tells you how far to walk in this concept map and in which direction. So basically that there Ooh. is a web, an interweb of linked ideas. And when you give it a prompt, you're basically just like, it's in this direction generally. And the fact that Loeb stumbled out is, is interesting. But what makes this even more compelling is that as this artist continued to explore her own AI art generator, Loeb kind of just kept appearing. It was almost like Loeb was inserting herself into the prompts, whether she was looking for it or not. And like I okay. said, yeah. Super super Composite was like, well, Loeb is showing up more than celebrities are being recreated, which is very interesting because this is a unique entity versus, again, right. celebrities has just so many images out there. So on Twitter, Super Composite explained the horror around this AI art woman and the photos as, quote, some kind of emergent statistical accident. Something about this woman is adjacent to extremely gory and macabre imagery in the distribution of the AI's world knowledge. Basically saying that for some reason, this entity keeps coming up. And for some other reason, this entity is so highly attached to the macabre, to the dark, to the, to the nefarious side of this kind of AI map, this latent space. And she can't exactly figure out why, but that's what makes this all the more interesting. So like, if if I were them, honestly, I would start testing so many things. What happens if I run my custom AI generated code on different OS systems, Linux, mm -hmm. Mac OS, um, what happens if I throw it onto a slower drive, right? Maybe a 5400 RPM drive as opposed to like an M dot drive, et cetera. Like, what does that look like, right? Can I take this code, this engine that's built for me onto different computers and still get that same like progress? Mm -hmm. Also, big thing, like if this code is able to be upgraded and have a different version, right? Cause you know, you, things get updated, oh, yeah. maybe they'll add more to the search engine or whatever, right. a new feature, does that end up killing Lobe? Like what happens there? Very do they, good do they get updated out of existence? Like, right. Or does it evolve? Does it stick around? Right. Like, like there's just so many questions. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, I'll be completely honest, Task Force. Like, this is so new. It's very new. And so emergent that like, this was this I just, year, right? Oh, yeah. This was like a month and a half ago. Well, 
It was April of 2022 that this artist first saw of Loeb, and it wasn't until early September 2022, about a month ago from us recording this now, that she made this post, this thread oh, this telling. Is, this is fresh. Yeah. This is so, so new. So we're still feeling this out. It could just be a story. You know, that, that's what we do here. We talk about the unknown. And, and again, this felt like the emergence of a new generation of mystery. And so how are we going to not dive in? Especially when the task force is like, you got to cover this. So there are going to be a lot of questions that might continue to be answered or continue to be evolved upon. There might be other future cryptids in this space. We just don't know. This is like the first of its kind that I'm aware of. But those are very good questions, especially if you took this off the internet and used only locally stored hard drives and, and right. um, servers. What, what like, does that do? Yeah. What happens if you copy, uh, if you, it's like you literally copy the lines of code. Mm-hmm. And then will that reproduce Loeb on a different system? Right. Or a different program. Can somebody else stumble into this and then get attached to it where suddenly their prompts can't right. escape it? Like, those are all really interesting questions. Also, just like, you know, us being content creators, I get that you have your own proprietary AI, mm -hmm. um, but you can do this without exposing those lines of code. I would do a live stream. And then just tell, like, ask chat to what ask, putting in? ask for prompts. Yeah. And then just go through for a couple hours, typing in those prompts, and see if Loeb pops up. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, you can always say that it's all being faked and you have things pre, like, you know, preloaded and all that kind of stuff. But, man, like, that's, that's a thing all in itself. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of these programs are open source. I think Dolly might be. Mini. Uh, Dolly huh. Mini, I think. Dolly Mini. Yeah. You have to like apply and then they like accept you. And I think I'm waiting yeah. on an email because that one's one of the more powerful ones that comes up with some pretty good imagery. Then there's like free ones that, right. you know, you got to sign up or whatever. And like you can only get a few free images. But I'd be really curious if you intentionally tried to find Loeb in these other ones, if it would happen. Yeah, I think maybe that's something we uh, we mess with in, the, in a future Case Files episode as we get hands on with one of these AI art generators and explore the latent space of AI generated art. Yeah. See if we find some lobe. Yeah. Or just mess around putting cryptids together. Or or that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what does Squonk meets Mothman look like? Exactly. Squonk man. Squonk with wings. Hey there, Task Force. How you doing? This is Trevor, as always, talking about the ins and outs of the Task Force headquarters, everything going on with Red Web. Thank you all so much. As always, I, I know I thank you guys a lot, but there's a lot to be grateful for. And thank you all so much for turning up and watching the Halloween special. If you haven't seen it, ooh, gosh, it was awesome. You guys had so much, by the way, so much feedback, so much analysis of things we missed in the moment, sounds that we couldn't analyze, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to do a whole case files breaking down some of the evidence. So we haven't recorded that yet. A little inside baseball there. But so many comments have timestamps of sounds and images and shadows moving and everything. We are going to dissect all of that. And we're also going to do a live watch party. We're super excited to really get into all that. So thank you all so much for continuing to be amazing task force members. Of course, if you want to represent, we always have those monthly pins. If you want to join the club, uh, head over to store.roosterteeth.com and pick that up. First Monday of every month, we have a new pin. And then we also have a few odds and ends. I know we have uh, finally a date. I'm going to go ahead and just forecast this one way out. We got a new plush on the docket. It's coming. Mark your calendars early January. 
Squonk. It's happening. I'm so excited. We're going to have a Squonk pin. We're going to refresh that one and a Squonk plush at the beginning of January. As that date approaches, we will give you a specific date, but that's going to happen and I'm stoked for it. Uh, but with that said, I want to talk about some of today's sponsors. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by HelloFresh. Task Force, it is that time of the year when everyone's schedules start to get a little bit more bonkers. I know, you know, I know, you know what I mean when we're talking about that. That's right, it's the holidays and they are nearly here. They are approaching fast. So HelloFresh makes this merry, busy season easier than ever before by sending you chef-crafted recipes and pre-proportioned ingredients right to your very doorstep so you can spend less time meal planning and meal prepping and more time just celebrating with friends and family. HelloFresh has one priority and that is quality in all caps. Their ingredients travel from farm to your home in less than seven days so you know you're gonna get that fresh goodness. And with HelloFresh Market, you'll find everything you need for hosting a holiday party or just stocking up on snacks. I've used HelloFresh many, many times in the past and I will continue to do so into the future because I hate the grocery store. That's right, I'm gonna make a brave stance. I hate the grocery store. It's stressful. I just always feel anxious, personally. And it's crowded and you gotta find all the stuff that you need and, and you gotta go back to the aisle if you missed it. It's just, it's wild and it's not very time efficient. But I love HelloFresh. I'm a picky eater and I've never hated a meal. I always enjoy the stuff that they give me. It's always fresh. I learn new recipes. I get comfortable in the kitchen because they give me that picture uh, recipe. You just follow by the pictures and the words. It's very, very simple. So I, I love that part especially. So if you are finding this very interesting, and I hope you do, go to HelloFresh.com slash RedWeb65 and then use that very code, RedWeb65. And guess what? You're going to get 65% off plus free shipping. So once again, HelloFresh.com slash RedWeb65 and use code RedWeb65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Thank you, HelloFresh. This episode of Red Web is also sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when you're shopping on your iPhone or computer. Honey is everyone's free online shopping tool. It scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. And then when you go to check out, you see the Honey button. It appears right in front of your very eyes. It's almost like magic. And then all you have to do is click apply coupons. Honey goes ahead and runs in the background, finds all the codes, and then it uses the code that is best. Sometimes there are various ones, 5%, 10 whatever. It's easy. You don't have to Google anymore and go to these scammy websites and hope that these codes work. I use it all the time when I'm checking out on various websites to make sure I'm getting the best deals. And I honestly, I've been shopping to refill my closet, get new shoes and everything. And on all these different websites, odds are it's gonna find something. So whether you're saving a few bucks or getting 50% off your favorite new pair of shoes, it's fantastic. Honey doesn't just work on desktop, it also works on your iPhone as well. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already use Honey, you can be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid in supporting the show as well. So start saving today. You can get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash redweb. Once again, that's joinhoney.com slash redweb. This episode of Red Web is also sponsored by Shady Rays. Shady Rays sunglasses offer an industry-best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big brand price tag. It doesn't stop at the quality. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, even if you're up in the mountains looking for Sasquatch, they will send you a brand new pair. Wear with confidence because Shady Rays has your back long after you purchase. 
They also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades and feel good by making an impact. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team, again, always has your back. Now, Task Force members, this is exclusive for you. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code REDWEB for 50% off. Mmm, juicy! For two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Once again, that's ShadyRays.com. Use code REDWEB. Get that 50% off two or more pairs. Thank you very much, Shady Rays. And with that said, let's jump right back into the mystery. But yeah, there's not much else to say when it comes to Loeb before we dive into the theories. But again, to reiterate, often Loeb was seen with dismembered bodies, usually very dark scenes. Something creepily notable about Loeb is, again, her consistency. The fact that her prompts would always find their way back to Loeb, and Loeb would always be pretty clear. Like, her face would look the same, or at least very recognizable. Whereas, even, again, using my old example of Jimmy Fallon, like, even Jimmy Fallon can look like a completely different person when done through an AI. Celebrities are a little bit harder to mess up because of all their image history. But the fact that this is a brand new person with a brand new face that keeps coming up and also is always attached to horror-centric scenes yeah. is, is really interesting. So while AI generators have endless possibilities for creation, Loeb was always recognizable and central to the disturbing imagery. And uh, the AI appears to associate the entity known as Loeb with disturbing and graphic imagery. And that's as much as we know about Loeb to this day. I mean, I'm very fresh, eager for just, an update. It's, it's so fresh. So fresh. But we do have other things to talk about in the theories. But before I, I want to get into those, there is another AI entity that might be worth talking about for the sake of it. Because while Loeb has the creepy reputation as the first AI art cryptid, she's not the only one that exists. A comedian by the name of Guy Kelly was messing around on Doll E to see what different images he could generate from the words that he thought sounded like monster names. Very Ricky Gervais of him. <laughs> So here are some of the ones he put in. He put in Krungus, he put in Plunf, and Crudge. Just like very silly sounding names. Yeah. Sounds like Squonk. Sounds like Squonk. Sounds like Pokemon. I mean, Ricky Gervais has a whole alphabetical book of creatures that he just made up. And so he has names like this, and then he comes up with what they actually mean. That's pretty cool. So anyway, Kelly ran the word Krungus on an AI generator and then fell asleep before you could actually see what the final image would look like. But when he woke up, he saw on his phone a beastly monster named Krungus, and there is no fictional monster named Krungus in the world for this AI to reference, and so it's interesting that it came up with the monster. In fact, when he looked up the actual meaning of, of Krungus to see if he could figure out what it was pulling from, he looked it up on Google and it says, quote, the crud and fungus that collects under extremely long fingernails left unmanicured for an extended period of time. Oh, crudge. <laughs> oh, so crud, it's, it's, yeah. Or Krungus is crud and fungus. So it already has a pretty comedic uh, yeah. <laughs> basis. But again, it has nothing to do with a monster. Yet when entering various prompts with the word Krungus, the same monster always appears. And so oh. it might be that we create entities when a name is not attached to anything and AI attaches that name to a face that it makes up and then forever that face is attached to that word. 
And so it's almost like the AI is inventing things and then spitting it back out at us. And then it's up for us to figure out which came first, chicken or the egg, our prompt or the AI, or is there something kind of self-aware within the machine that this is like, could this be a living entity in the digital space? It's it's I mean, like, like, is is it literally just, is it literally just the AI created something because it's hard-coded to present something to you? Something, yeah. And with that, you know, random line of code, it's just like a major part of your memory's cache. So like, like what happens if you just kind of like clear out the kind of like the more current memory of your drive? Yeah. Or is this stored in the the cloud? The quick storage of your drive, essentially. Yeah. Like, what happens if you clear that out? Right. Right. I would, I would love, again, this is proprietary. I would love for engineers to just dissect this. Dude, absolutely. I find this so fascinating. Even yeah. just the fact that it can like come up with art and you can like look at cool things that you just like, I want to see Darth Vader having a picnic. Okay. <laughs> I just want to see that. Yeah. There's my fan art. Um, I love that. But you, that's a very good question. Like is Loeb attached to this face or Krung is attached to that monster? Right. Is that now permanent? Is that, or is it local memory or is it in the cloud? Is it yeah. accessible to the world or what have you? I don't know. Okay. Hold on. So Jillian just sent us some photos of Krungus. Krungus. Oh my God. Here. There's one to the, you can swipe. Uh, oh my god that's fun as well it's kind of like a man you know in goosebumps jillian like the, the mask, mask that got stuck on the kid's head and it's oh, like all drooly it looks like that it does and then on like a like a green, hairy body. man's body yeah like a ghoulish body <laughs> Goose. <laughs> and then like a really like it's like a like a demon mask yeah again with the whole it's like a gargoyle like a, and 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 why is there always selfies being taken? Uh, you're right. Well, the second image in play. is Krungus learns how to use Twitter. Oh. Oh, so, okay. oh, it does say Krungus learning how to use Twitter. So that's like showing how the prompt, it Krungus. finds Krungus. Right. It knows Krungus wow. how to use Twitter. It I love that. It literally made that creature. It made the creature to fill the void in its knowledge. Yeah. And then it kept that knowledge. It yeah. remembered it. So now it is an entity. And then... And then the the mystery is left to us to figure out, is this now the machine creating a self-aware item or is there some sort of, is there an, a level of life to that? Or is it something a little bit more mundane where it's like, I don't know what a lobe is, but here's like a thing I made. And now I know lobe means this. Right. And it just but happened to be parked next the, the, to the dark side the of the web. Question yeah. that I will constantly have as more of this comes to light because i'm sure this will start popping up more and more etc people are trying to actually try to proc this thing um why is it always like horror based i think it's just based on where it is in the web if if lobe when being created just happened to be in that corner of the the web i keep using this word web imagine it like a galaxy right Mm -hmm. and you're just like where your information is stored just happens to be neighboring all the, the this dark word web mm-hmm. and like so you accidentally get attached to it so anytime the ai picks up you lobe or whatever it's very it's one step away from latching into all this terrifying stuff whereas it might be like five steps away from all this bright and sunny stuff yeah so it all depends on where in the again that latent space that ai map it's placed it that's yeah. my that's my best guess 
Oh, this is so interesting. I love it, though. All right. Well, with that, let's dive into the theories at play here. As always, going to talk about that being a hoax. This comes from CNET. I'm going to quote them directly. Quote, If you use the prompt lobe, you get all sorts of different images, none of them featuring this woman. I don't know if I really need to say this, but that means Loeb is not some demon haunting AI art generators. That's CNET. Now, the thing is, she named it Loeb, but it seems like it's more of a... It's not like you put in this word Loeb and you get it. It's more that she just kind of kept using prompts and she right. just kind of kept showing up. And she, the artist herself, named Loeb based on one of the images. I will say that. But because Supercomposite provided Loeb's image to the AI with other images, it may have began associating Loeb with whatever those images contained. And that then answers your question. Yeah. Why, like, why was it attached so heavily to terrifying things? Well, we don't know what was fed to the machine. We also don't know exactly what prompts, to your question, Supercomposite was using to get things out of the AI, but she may have given it disturbing images and the AI could have began processing Loeb's image with association to the macabre. And so there could have just been this little minor feedback loop that then she reiterated and reiterated. And then suddenly you have this entity, which again, as a musician and storyteller is a fun piece of, that's a way to tell a story. It's a new way to tell a story. I mean, it'd also be interesting to see if this AI and and these lines of code have some sort of algorithm built in, Mm -hmm. right? Where if it is asked things in which it cannot pull anything, it kind of just goes with an algorithm of like, okay, what do they usually like? What do they usually search for? Right. I'll just combine something from that pool and see what happens. I mean, YouTube already does that. Google does that. Yep. What am I suggesting to you yeah. based on what you've done recently? Like, yep. that's a great point. And I mean, again, we don't know the prompts. Is there a trigger word? Is there a trigger phrase or prompt? Like, something happening behind the scenes that kind of initiates sit down with cnet and gadget kotaku uh ign whatever sit down with with with, with some of them and then just be like look i'm not going to show you what the code is or whatnot but like just keep let's just search for stuff for a couple hours and see what Mm -hmm. pops up now before we get into any of the more kind of like fun theories we're going to continue down this trail of like let's see if we can debunk it before we yeah go down the rabbit hole So the next theory is that this might just simply be normal AI function that we just kind of, we'll dive into it. So the photo generator like Dall-E are programmed to be bad at faces. Some argue that they're as good at generating faces as they are generating anything else, but the human brain is even better at recognizing faces. Basically, that's why you get this uncanny valley when it comes to the face. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly why it would want to be bad at the faces, but maybe that's so you don't end up with like a world of doctored photos that suddenly you live in a world where, I mean, we're already in the mis- misinformation age. You don't want to make it even worse. Right. You know, the president doing this, the prime minister doing that. Like, uh. And it's like, oh, look at this, like, very believable photo that yeah. the AI was able to generate for me. In fact, with regards to that point, on the official site for DAL-E, they claim, quote, we also use advanced techniques to prevent photorealistic generations of real individuals' faces. So that's interesting. They actually program in some, like, techniques to prevent not only faces, but also disturbing imagery to prevent gore. You know, all the things that are morally uh, gray, they prevent that too, which I think is wise. But... 
We also don't know the program Supercomposite is using or if right. it's completely built by herself. And so hers could work in a very similar manner mm -hmm. or it might not. But the thing is, here, here well, here's the thing. Hmm. You have an AI generator that is open source, right? It's it's literally anyone can take it. Mm -hmm. You can get it. You can download it. You could break it down. You can dissect it. And like this is before the artists obtained their own like AI generator. And so more than likely they pulled inspiration from what was previously out, what was previously, you know, what's, what's there. Mm -hmm. And so if you're telling me that other creators of these AI generators are like, Hey, we've gone through these different hoops to make sure that you cannot generate that. Who's to say that like, that's not something that was just kind of copied over. Yeah. And then from there it was jumbled with someone else's because like like programs and just like lines of code for everything it's it's kind of like someone's own style people generate like engineer these codes in their own ways mm -hmm. and they're and yeah yeah there's the basis of like what needs to be entered in and prompt or whatever but i mean like you can go super simplify it go back to the myspace days right you copy a code and then you just change the font size, right? Like I right. want the font to be bigger. So right. I'm going to like, it's this line of code. It says eight, I'm changing it to 15. And so like you could, who's to say this isn't like, I would bet that the artist's AI generated code is a mashup of what they either contracted from another engineer mm -hmm. or them, or created themselves Very and, likely. Ex and existing code. Yeah. And to that point, it's it stands to reason that it's probably likely that her code has the same limitations on the yeah. macabre yep. and on any sort of like thing like that. Not right. making a photorealistic face could answer as to why the eyes always look like they do. Could right. answer why that rosacea always like either has that weird smoothing to it or mm -hmm. the opposite. It has some odd texturing to it. Right. Because um, something like that is probably going to be hard coded in. Definitely. Yeah. Now, another thing, and Jillian was kind of talking about this, is like, we are programmed to see patterns and we also when we see a face like this that looks quite like a face we subscribe to it so when we see a less clear version of it we might still see it right but mm -hmm. the ai itself might not even see that face it might not even recognize Loeb as a person it might just recognize Loeb as this as an idea basically like we almost want to put the human element into this AI mm -hmm. art, like it has purpose and all of that. And it might just not. It might just be that it's searching for terms. In fact, let's go back to like the etymology, right? She tried to find the opposite of Marlon Brando, mm -hmm. which puts you in a thousand different directions. Right. With millions of options. It's hard to know where it went. And it went with a skyline. And so with a skyline, with some made up language, she used that made up language as well as the skyline and the word logo to do the opposite again. And who knows, it it could have found, it could have made up a person. It could have, like, it, again, to, to kind of go back on, like, what I was saying, maybe it doesn't even see this as a person. It just sees it as a thing, and we're seeing it as a person. Right. And then it also could be some inadvertent backdoor into dark stuff that shouldn't be coming up mm -hmm. because it doesn't see it now as dark stuff. It sees it as just this concept that we can't see what it's labeling. It yeah. could label this as... I don't know, it could label it as lobe. It could label it as opposite skyline. It just, in that maybe we found a glitch here, which opens up the door for the next theory. Like maybe it's just a normal operation. Like it has the rules, but we accidentally found a way via super composite to go around the rules to find yeah. dark stuff. And so 
we then fill the gaps with, oh my God, something purposeful is happening. On Whereas maybe the artist just found a way to backdoor into things that were supposed to be ruled out. If that, it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. No, okay. No, no, just completely. Like, no, this no, is just it, such a cerebral it, like it, kind of idea. It's wild. I mean, you're essentially sending AI down a, a path with very little structure. You know what I mean? You're kind of just like throwing it out there and seeing what it comes back with. Yeah. And, I, and, and I'll reference this movie because I just watched it uh -huh. last week. It's like Event Horizon, right? Where they created the gravity generator. They sent the ship into, uh, you know, the, into the Event Horizon. And they had no idea where it was going to go, mm -hmm. what it was going to come back with, what it was going to touch or whatever, interact with, etc. So you're sending you're essentially instead of creating a path for the AI, a structure mm -hmm. to follow, you're just like, go. Oh, yeah. Go. And then it came back with that. Yeah. And I mean, much like any mystery, much like any historical miracle, much like any unknown thing, this feels like the next generation of where finding answers meets making answers. And I think what we're, we're kind of lost at is this is still so new to us. Are we making answers? by saying that Loeb is a cryptid that is in the space that is forcing her way into these images? Or are we still trying to find the answers by understanding AI learning? Because you can program AI to learn, but what's happening when it meshes all that together is digital evolution. We might not actually be able to properly understand what an AI makes. We understand how it learns and what we're giving it, but we don't understand the web behind the scenes. And I think yeah. that's why we're kind of just caught right now. Yeah, I mean, but it also could be something that's just standard practice oh, with, with AI generators. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Like it, it just like how your like all computers they could just blue screen or like just like a, a speedrunner glitches a game so mm -hmm. they can beat the game in 30 minutes. Yeah. They kind of glitch their way through the wall. It could be that super composite put in a prompt that happened to glitch her way through the rules and she ended up with an entity that is now attached to a broken rule, i.e. all the macabre, gruesome stuff. And so this Loeb character is just a way now. Loeb is within the rules. Mm -hmm. Gruesome is without the rules. But if Loeb keeps showing up in the prompts, she's bringing the rule break with her, you know? Yep. And maybe that's just it. And maybe that's part of us understanding mm -hmm. AI art. So interesting. So cool. It's very fascinating. Now, that's, again, in a kind of windy, cerebral way, describing maybe how this is part of the process. Now let's talk about this being a glitch in the AI software, because again, still room yeah. for all sorts of things. It's extremely uncommon for AI generators to produce the same image or display the exact same subject multiple times, no matter how simple the prompt. I've goofed around with AI generator a lot, and even when I want a specific thing, like an evil owl, it just won't give it to me the way I want it, <laughs> but you also don't get the same thing. I tried, I, I tried to use AI art to elevate my owl presentation <laughs> in case files. And uh, I'll tell you what, it did not want to spit out anything sinister. <laughs> Again, it's, it's just very difficult to produce consistent imagery. And that's, I think, what raises so many eyebrows, whether it be regular function or not, with regards to lobe. It is always so similar of, of a face and the locations are always dramatically different. Now, this is where we kind of blurred the theories, because if you use the idea of the map, that latent space, that super composite explains, it's possible that the mind of the AI experienced a glitch, and that's where Loeb was produced. The original negative prompt, once again, was Digita PNTICS Skyline logo, 
with the negative one weight. And that signaled the AI to run in this theoretical map as far away from any concept of logos, skylines, or anything of this digita PNTICS kind of sort, which could have led it anywhere. It could have gone to the very end of its known latent space. And so it needed to extend it by making something. Maybe that's where Loeb was created. Oh, you're very horizon. So with regards to this idea that Loeb was then at the end of that latent space and so had to be created, Supercomposite had this to say, quote, I guess because she is very far away from a lot of concepts, it's hard to get out of her little spooky area in latent space. The cultural question of why the data put this woman way out on the edge of latent space near gory horror imagery is another thing to think about, end quote. Basically saying that Again, to put it in the idea of like a galaxy or 3D space, maybe to get away from skylines and logos and other basic things, it went so far in this random direction without finding anything that it created something near all the broken rules. Like we're in the uncharted area of the galaxy. Yeah. And now we're kind of stuck there because there's so little connective tissue. You True. know, like your, your, your highways to get out aren't there. That's, yeah. I mean... If that's how, if that's how AI is structured, and if that's how it's it, it functionally functioning like navigates itself, mm -hmm. then right, well, how do you get back? That's the thing too. So interesting. I love, love this space, and we're love I'm struggling with my words just straight up because like this is also new. That's yeah, because like even AI artists don't know exactly how this works. Even people that develop AI don't know, it, and that's spooky enough. So I'm using human language like highways and galaxy that makes sense to me. But who's to say whatever this actually will look like? It would probably look alien to us and be a little bit less yeah. comprehensible. But in short, the idea that this was maybe a glitch of the AI software is that, okay, logos and horror have nothing to do in common. So of course, in some way, maybe they're on the end of the opposite end of some spectrum somehow. And maybe that's how we ended up there. And maybe that's why this entity is so attached to spookiness. Mm. But... This theory is hard to rationalize because ultimately no one knows exactly how the latent space truly works or how it's structured and what the AI is pulling from to create the images, especially faces. Yeah. So that to me is the mystery under this mystery, how all that works. Ooh. And of course, the final theory we're going to talk about is that just taking this at face value. Did Supercomposite discover and or create the first AI cryptid in the digital space is Loeb the first of a kind. Supercomposite calls the repetition and pervasiveness of Loeb a phenomenon. And it's similar to how we describe cryptids like Mothman and Bigfoot. They make a big splash, you see them a lot, and then they're gone. Or at least in the case of Mothman, they disappear, but then Bigfoot kind of in and out over yeah. the years. Some see Loeb as the world's first AI art cryptid or a sort of digital urban legend. Her discoverer, once again, Supercomposite, says, quote, she finds everyone sooner or later. You just have to know where to look. Very creepy but, sentence to end on. But no one else <laughs> but her is fighting Lobo. Seems to be the case. <laughs> Until, like, she releases her own yeah. version of this software. Yeah. I, I'll be curious if people do start seeing her in other programs. I think that'll be a big thing. Like, if it's a different program that isn't the one that Supercomposites uses. Mm -hmm. She claims that using other software she found. Gotcha. So, oh, so she's claiming that 
again, it's like one isn't a great sample size. And especially when it's like you're an artist and storyteller, like it's not to dis discredit you at all, but it is something right. to consider. Yeah. She says she finds it other ones, but it's just like, I don't, we don't know. Yeah. And on top of that, she's also said that she's used two different negative weighted prompts and both times ended up discovering Loeb. Yeah. Which would be hard to do if you're like, what's the opposite of Marlon Brando, then the opposite of that? And then what's the opposite of, I don't know, McDonald's? And then and you then, also end up with Loeb. It's like, yeah. okay, that's weird. weird. Yeah. But you also, again, just kind of my vague understanding, like maybe you've just taught your AI that opposites mean Loeb. I mean, seriously. Loeb is like the, the end all be all of all things, like the opposite of everything is right. Loeb. I mean, that could be essentially that image mm -hmm. is the error code, right? Ooh. And but in art form. You know, like your 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 computer giving you an error could essentially be that's what Loeb is. Mm -hmm. Your computer's been like, it, I it's an error. Here's this again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is I mean, AR is learning. So who's to say it's not yeah. just being like, this is what I'm going to feed back. When I don't have answers. Yeah. Gosh, that's so... In oh, There's man. so many ways to think about I this, know. man. Oh, so good. <laughs> oh, so good. Well, to button this up, as Jillian said, Super Composite told Vice's motherboard that Loeb, quote, exists in multiple image generation AI models, end quote. So it's not an anomaly per Super Composite of one AI art generator, but instead a known new entity in this digital space. Either way, I will be waiting. With Love it bated breath, eager to find out more about Loeb or other AI entities like Krungus. Yeah. Uh, as silly as it might sound, to your point, I really hope that we might be stepping into the next generation of what it is to understand mysteries or dissect mysteries. AI is a totally new frontier and it's spooky, it's interesting, yeah. and it is deeply misunderstood. We, I don't know if we ever will properly understand it. And just because I gotta get out of my system, mm -hmm. Skynet. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> you gotta, I just got it. We're thinking it. You're saying it. But yeah, that's Loeb. Um, that was cool. That was that, so cool. Task Force, thanks again for sharing that with us. As always, we love when you uh, suggest mysteries to us, whether they be brand new, off the presses, or some classics. You can always let us know on social at Red Web Pod. But Fredo, any last words for Loeb on the way out? Maybe she's listening. I mean, look, just, just stay out of my Steam library. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get a friend request, you see that face, what do you do? At No, Loeb. someone's going to do that. Well, someone <laughs> someone's or Loeb. Gonna, someone's going to damn do that. Someone? Or is someone Loeb? <gasps> True. And now imagine we start getting messages. No, okay, task force. Put the pens down, stop typing. I don't want pranks. Right. If, if Loeb wakes up, sentient, starts messaging us stuff that no one should be knowing, oh, I'm going to... Freak out. <laughs> I do it's not like, want that. It's like, how do you even... It's like, do you jump over to a different IP address? Nope. Do you, Loeb's going to find you. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't she got the internet of knowledge on at her hands. Like, oh, I don't need Skynet to have a face, let right. alone a, an uncanny valley that like almost looks like a mother figure, but then also is like yeah. terrifying looking at the same time. Like, oh man, imagine like she comes up on all the screens in Times Square and she's like, I am Loeb. We are all lobe now. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. New Eesh. lobe order. Eesh. Okay. Well, Fredo, that has been potentially the first AI cryptid 
I'll see you next week, right back here for another mystery.